Yes, what's up, y'all? You already know it's your girl, Jerry Alicia, and this is another episode of Dear Christian Black Girl. For those of you that don't know me, I am an author, I am a speaker, I'm a certified coach and mentor, I'm a graphic designer, but above all that, I am God's daughter, and I love him greatly. Um, Y'all already know I got my two sisters on here tonight. I got Takesha with me and I got Tiffany with me. And y'all, it is International Women's Day. But before we get into today's topic, let let me let my sisters introduce themselves because y'all might not know who they are. They kind of popular, but everybody might not know. So sisters, where you at? Hey, boo. Hey, good evening, DCBG family. We are so excited to be back with you for another epic week of conversations for the Black Christian Girl. I am your co-host, Takesha. I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. And listen, we have been at this for a minute, so I'm sure that you all know who we are. But if this is your first time listening to the Dear Christian Black Girl, welcome, boo. I am your girl, Takesha, your resident strategic wife coach. I am an author, a mentor, a coach, a wife, and God's daughter. And it's an amazing thing. And so many other hats that I get to share with you right here in the Dear Christian Black Girl podcast. And I'm so excited to do it. Hey, Tiff. Hey, my sisters. Hey, family. Welcome to another amazing night of conversation with us. Um, But for those that are new to the room, new to the podcast, new to replay, my name is Tiffany Dillard. I am the founder and CEO of New Voice Books. We are the best uh, book publishing company in the world. So you might want to check us out. I am also a best in the world. Yes. (laughs) I am an author, motivational speaker. Um, I am an upcoming entrepreneur um, and also a wife and a mother. And as my big sis said, an amazing daughter of God. I try to be. Um, I hope he thinks that as well. But um, so that's who I am for those that are new. I think I'm That's still stuck on the on the on the upcoming entrepreneur girl. I was just gonna say that. We need to have a sister meeting real quick. I have <laughs> other revenue. I have other streams of income that are coming as well. So I'm. I'm that has nothing to do with that. that. It ain't got nothing that. to do with nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our welcome to our world. Everybody. Welcome. 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 Yes. Welcome. So y'all listen, it is International Women's Month and I kind of want to kick off this podcast talking about the women that we admire. So y'all know we don't do idols. Uh, We cast that down in the name of Jesus, right? But every woman should have other women that she um, that inspires her, that she looks up to. So sisters, what is one woman? Uh, that you are not in close proximity with that you are inspired by and why? Ooh, a woman that I'm not in close proximity with that I admire. I got to think about that for a quick second. Okay, you got like 10 seconds. Okay, go ahead, Tiff, if you know. (laughs) Tiff, who is somebody that you're inspired by but you're not in close proximity to? So you can't call them on the phone. You don't got their email. You may have their social media, but that's about it. I'm inspired by um, co-pastors. 
I'm inspired by her boldness and her stance in ministry and how she got that old school anointing on her. Yes, she does. You don't come and, you know, if she call you to the carpet, it's God calling you to the carpet, like, so seriously. And I'm very inspired by her, by how she is. She not only stands in her anointing as um, a co-pastor with her husband, but she also stands in her anointing as a wife and a mother. Um, she celebrates her family. And that's one thing that I love. And then she also stands in her anointing as a woman in the individual within the marketplace. So she does expire me. I, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking from afar. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> if I wasn't, you know, in close proximity to co-pastor, she would absolutely be, but she is my co-pastor period and she is she is absolutely phenomenal and a quick plug-in right there for those of you who will be attending the wealthy wife going down march 22nd through 24th our very own co-pastor is one of the five speakers uh for Man, for I'm the so wealthy wife so. co-pastor session yes I'm so excited about it yes so i'm excited about that but you know what i now i do know i would say that the woman that i admire that i'm not in close proximity with is Nicole Walters. Do you all know who Nicole Walters is? I think I've heard the name, but I don't know if I know who she is. Yes, so Nicole Walters, uh, she is an entrepreneur. Um, she calls all her social media followers, her rich friends. Um, what I started following Nicole Walters back in the day when she quit her job live on Periscope. Um, she recorded it like she did the whole like this is when live broadcasts were like really becoming popular and excuse me and she quit her job live and she was crying and it was just such a huge emotional event but it was what she knew she had to do to launch out and where god was selling her and now she's you know had tv shows a book publisher multi-million dollar company she is just like that chick and she's so humble and so kind and so funny and she just brings you into uh the real life of a woman who um has experienced up and downs i believe she just recently went through a divorce and uh she and her husband you know before they divorced adopted three uh girls and she just has just such a beautiful life which is not picture perfect but it is like a testimony that god is and i absolutely love her her smile is infectious and if you ever follow her on social media she always has this thing going back and forth with oprah because it just seems like if she posts a picture or she's wearing something there's always a similar picture with oprah like it's hilarious and she's like we're not going to name the person but we know who's copying my style it's always so funny but i love nicole water she's she's really a dynamic dynamic woman now as you were talking i do know who you um i do know who you're talking about she's absolutely isn't amazing. she uh she is freaking phenomenal yes. like as a businesswoman um she had a reality show at, for one season yeah she's the it, boss she, yeah yeah she's the boss and so yep. i actually watched that um after it aired or whatever and i liked how she positioned one of her her I don't know if it's the oldest or the or the middle daughter to be an entrepreneur who I thought that was like the dopest thing ever. Yes, her but middle yes, daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I would have to say that 
somebody that I admire is Michelle Obama. And I say that because her quote, when they go low, we go high. I love that for so many reasons. And um, the reason I love that quote and the reason I, li I like Michelle Obama in general is because she's, all, she's so poised and she's just so, not necessarily put together, but she's elegant, let me say it that way. Yes. And so I love how she said that when they go low, we go high because even though she may not have the same values um, as Christians as we do, that's a Christian principle right and mm -hmm. so that's something that we can take throughout our life and so i really love that about her i love that yeah michelle obama is pretty dope <clears throat> again mm -hmm. we're not in close proximity but what we have been able uh to see has been has been pretty pretty awesome yes absolutely all right y'all so today we are talking about carrying the power of god i know if you're looking at this title you're like whoa that's kind of deep for them and it is a little bit but just 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 roll with this just flow with us on tonight okay uh, we're talking about carrying the power of god so we wanted to kick off international women's month with a bang and what better way to kick off this month than to talk about one of the most the greatest greatest women in christian history which is jesus mom like if we go, we, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it on tonight. So tonight we are talking about Mary Jesus mom. We're talking about her life. We're talking about how she carried the promise well. We're talking, we're going to talk about how she stewarded it well. We're going to talk about all the things on tonight. And so let's just, let's just, let's just open it up. Let's just go with this. So Mary, um, Maybe, you know, you you just, you just became a Christian or maybe you don't really know the story. But in Luke chapter one, Mary uh, was visited by an angel and the angel told her she was a teenager and she was a virgin and she was engaged to a man named Joseph. And uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to her and told her that she was going to have God's son um, supernaturally. And so Mary's response was basically like, okay, how is this going to happen? Once the angel told her, hey, it's going to be a supernatural thing. You're going to be good to go. Once she heard that, Mary's response was basically, okay. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Her response was basically, okay, let's do this. And so when we talk about carrying the power of God, we have to understand that our response matters. We have to understand that when God gives us a thing, it matters how we respond to the thing. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have not always responded to God's words well. Sometimes I've been looking like, God, what, what are you talking about? This cannot be it. I, I, I don't understand, you know, things along that line. But what I'm learning is when I respond well, the journey it starts off well. Um, Takesha, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? About the journey and responding well? Yes. Well, about the journey and responding well. <laughs> about the journey and responding. I mean, like. I know you heard me the first time. You know, so, so here's the thing. Okay, so let's gather around. Grab your tea if you're at work or if you're driving, this whatever. This is the round table discussion. Just this, come this in the real round quick, table. okay? <laughs> this is the round table because. We're talking about, as Jerry said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, because it is, you know, International Women's Month, and we are talking about powerful women. And the, the, the ability to respond well is a gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say that. It is truly a gift of the Holy Ghost because we have this thing called 
flesh, you know? In this flesh, we have learned a few things. We have learned to maneuver. We have learned to strategize. We have learned to think. We have learned to move. We have learned a lot of things. And if we are not led by the Holy Ghost, our ability to respond well is compromised because we will typically respond by what we know what we've experienced before, what we've seen other people go through. And our response is based typically, excuse me, I should say, our responses are typically based on our past experiences. And so we don't always, okay, let me, let me make this personal because y'all might be bomb. I don't always respond well. Okay. I don't, I don't, you know, and I'm going to just go ahead and interject and say, I don't always respond well either. <laughs> you know, now, Tiffany might respond well, but I, I can't, I can't say that I do all the time. No, no. Tiffany getting trained. Uh -uh. That, uh -uh. Th that part, we are being trained by the Holy ghost on how to respond well, because responding well can literally alter your destiny right? The way we respond can literally alter our destiny. And what I find so, so amazing about um, the historical account of Mary, when she was giving, given the word of the Lord um, by the angel of God, he began to prophesy to her who Jesus would be, right? When we're looking in um, Luke chapter one and in verse, um, in verse 30, the angel tells her, don't be afraid, right? He begins to tell her that she was going to become pregnant with the son, that he's going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the most high, that the Lord is going to give him a throne of the king of King David, his ancestor. He's going to rule over the people of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. How many of us have gotten a prophecy that was like mind blowing like this? right? You get a prophecy and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But you have no idea how that outcome is going to come. And when Mary responded, number one, uh, Jerry, I think you said it, that she was, she was a teenager. She was a virgin. She was engaged. And so back in this time, like, you know, they weren't not saying that it wasn't happening, but Mary came from a family they weren't, you know, thotting and bopping. Okay. So hun Joseph wasn't kicking it. You know what I mean? Like they wasn't, <laughs> you know, they was not Netflix, Netflix and chilling. They Let's was not Netflix that. and chilling. Right. So it wasn't an opportunity for it to be like, oh, she slipped up and became a teenage mom, you know, cause they was doing a little thing. No, she was a virgin. And she asked that question. Her first response was, how will this happen? I actually think Mary's first response was probably shock and awe that the angel of God was there because the angel says, don't be afraid. Right? So her first response was probably like, wait a minute, what, hold up. Like what, what is happening here? But her, her question, her first question was, how will this happen since I'm a virgin? That's how she responded. And when the angel of the Lord began to give her additional context, Mary's response was, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me, as you say, right? And so her ability to respond well after hearing what the angel of the Lord had to say literally changed the shape of her life for all eternity. Not even just the shape of her life. It literally changed the world. It literally changed the world. Literally. That part, that part. Yes. So responding well 
could literally change the shape of eternity for you and for those connected to you. Absolutely. And I think it's just important to note that uh, like we were talking about yesterday morning when we were all on FaceTime, it's okay to ask questions. I like really think that we should just put that out there because some people don't know that it's okay to ask questions. Some people have this mentality that if I ask a question, that means I don't have any faith and that means I'm disrespecting God. None of that is true. Um, and I know Tiffany, you really said something yesterday morning when we were on the phone, you said something really deep. You said it's about the heart posture, not about the question. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? I want our audience to get that wisdom a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so of course in Luke one, there's two stories here. There's a story about Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. And when Gabriel, the same angel went to, um, you know, Zachariah and let him know that his wife was going to conceive. And so he had a lot of questions, but his questions was full of doubt because his heart was postured um, towards doubt and unbelief. It it wasn't, and, and mind you, this was, I think Zechariah was a, was he a prophet? Um, no, he, he was, was a, a priest. priest. So he was a priest. So of course you would, you know, assume that him being a priest that he had high faith and trust in God and what God was going to do and this is not something that should be like very kind of strange to him because I would have believed that if Gabriel came to him this is something that him and his wife probably have prayed together or individually so his heart was posture so I asked God I said well why would you why didn't you cleave you know like Mary's tongue to her the roof of her mouth like you did Zachariah, because she asked Gabriel a question too. And he said it was his heart posture. And I was like, okay. He said, Zachariah's heart was postured towards unbelief and doubt. So when Gabriel told him what thus said the Lord, he questioned him to the point that he frustrated an angel. Let's talk about that. He frustrated an angel that is in the presence of God to where Gabriel had to remind him and let him know, like, you know, just to paraphrase it and put it kind of in our lane, in our term, like, bruh, I'm always around God. What do you mean? If don't nobody know what he's saying, I'm the messenger. I am the archangel messenger. I should know what he's saying. And so because of that, of course, his mouth was shut. But Mary's heart was postured towards faith and trust in God. She asked the question because, yes, yeah, she's a virgin. I'm not even married. I have a fiance. I've never been with a man. So how is it that I'm going to have a baby and I'm a virgin? Because she knew, okay, she done. I, I imagine her mom and dad done talked to her about the birds and the bees. I mean, she's seen other people uh, conceive and have, you know, babies. So everyone will pretty much know how that comes about. And so her question was, how is that going? How is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. And when Gabriel explained to her how that was going to happen, her next response was, and this is out of the New Living um, Translation, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. So her thing was, okay, okay, so this has going to happen. Oh, okay, so I'm his servant. I'm his vessel. 
and I'm going and, and do whatever y'all will. She trusted that God was not going to bring any shame on her. She trusted that God was not going to make her look foolish. She trusted that God was not going to bring us some hurt or disaster on her life. She trusted that God was not about to ruin her future with her future fiance. She trusted that nothing that God was doing was going to completely shift her life in a negative way. So she trusted God. She had faith in God. And she gave herself as a living sacrifice, a living vessel and said, do your will. She gave us the nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what she said. Because at the beginning of that, the ultimate nevertheless, she had the ultimate nevertheless. And I also want to kind of elaborate on that when she said, may everything you have said about me come true. Because when Gabriel had came to Mary, his greeting was greeting favored woman. The Lord is with you. And it says that, you know, Mary was kind of confused and disturbed about what he was saying. Favored woman, the Lord is with me. So not only was she saying, you know, I'm his, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything that you say about me come true. It wasn't just about her conceiving Jesus. It was about the fact that she was a favored woman that the Lord was with. Because at this point, she's not conceived. She's not, she doesn't have Jesus within her belly. She's not holding the power of God. He, he identified her and let her know who she was to God, a favored woman. And let him, let her know that God, the Lord is with you. He's been with you. That's why you, one of the reasons why you're chosen. This is how God thinks about you. So when she said that to me, it was like everything. I want everything. I want to see the favor of God. I want to continue to see God with me in my life. And then I'm also, I want to see what God is going to do with birth and his son through me. And so that's how our heart has to be. So that, that, these two stories can give you an example of why when you say, well, I done prayed about something and I done prayed and prayed and prayed and I done asked God for it. I done fasted. I done did this. I done did that. And ain't nothing moving. I, I don't think he heard me. Check your heart posture. Was you praying to God, but also in your mind and your heart thinking about a plan B? Well, if he don't answer this, then I do this or I call so-and-so and see if I can connect with them on this or I try to move this money around to that. Or were your, is your heart posture like Mary and saying, okay, you said you're going to do exceedingly abundant above all that I can ask or think. You said your ways are not my ways, your thoughts, not my thoughts. You said if I, you know, bring my tithes into the storehouse, you're going to open up a window of heaven, pour out a blessing. I have no more room and need and keep away the devour. OK, so let all that you done said come true. And not to say that she just sat and wait or you should sit and wait, but she had faith. So she was like, OK, so what I need to be doing, why are you doing what you're going to be doing? What? You know, I need to be preparing for some things. I, I'm, I'm about to be a mother. So, of course, I need to be preparing for my baby to get here. So let me go ahead and do that while you do what you do. But I still have faith and trust in you that your word is your word. So when you pray, check your heart posture. And then see how God moves in your life. 
That's good, Tiffany. And I just want to go back to something you just said. You said that she was preparing. So she literally had the heart posture to prepare. Because uh, some of us, we've been asking for stuff, asking for stuff, asking for stuff. But the question really is, have you prepared for it? Have you prepared for the house? Have you prepared for the baby? Have you prepared for the business? Have you prepared, you know, for the expansion, for the increase? Have you actually prepared for it? So I think that's the question that we just need to take a say law real quick. Because a lot of us, we, we keep asking, 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 and then we start wondering why, well, God, why aren't you moving? God, why didn't you do this? Or God, why didn't you do that? And the answer might be in because your heart isn't prepared. Your, your mind isn't prepared. Your life isn't prepared. So we really have to have to take that into account when we're asking God for all this stuff. Sis, are you prepared for what you're asking God for? Are you prepared? And so when we're talking about carrying the power of God, it's kind of hard to carry something if you're not prepared for it. And it's kind of hard to carry the power of God or carry what the Lord is blessing you with when your identity is fragmented. I know that Tiffany talked about um, how um, Gabriel identified Mary as Mary as a favored woman, right? Uh, different translations uh, called her a blessed woman and, you know, different things like that. But it gave her identity in the way that God saw her. And she was able to come into agreement with that. And I think when we're talking about carrying power, carrying the power of God, we have to first know who we are and who God calls us. If we don't know who we are, we will try to step into a promise as a broken person and when you're broken what can you carry we really can't carry anything right whether you have a broken cup a broken chair broken hands whatever is meant to carry without it understanding its identity and being whole you won't be able to carry anything and so with mary's ability through the power of the holy spirit coming to a, coming into agreement with who God called her, she was able to then say, okay, I want to be exactly who you called me, God, because in order to carry the power of God, she had to come into agreement or covenant with God. And she did just that. And with her ability to come into agreement with God, she was able to make her first faith move when the angel of the Lord told her, hey, your cousin, your cousin Elizabeth is also pregnant. The first thing Mary did is go to Elizabeth, right? She went immediately to who um, Gabriel said was also pregnant. Your cousin is pregnant too. So she went there. That was her first act of obedience to go there. And she immediately got, you know, a confirmation when uh, Elizabeth's baby leaped in her belly because Mary had entered the scene. And so as we're talking about uh, carrying the power of God and the power uh, that Mary was able to carry, we first have to understand that in order to carry for God, we have to agree with God. We have to agree with what God says without wavering, right? It's okay, like Tiffany said, to ask questions. As she talked about, the Bible says, God says that he will He will not hold it against us when we ask for wisdom. How do you get wisdom? You ask questions, right? God is not, not going to hold that against us. We can ask God for wisdom and he's going to give it to us generously without finding fault in us. If we ask God like Mary did, how is this going to happen? 
How? Like, I'm a virgin. Like, I don't I don't even see how that's going to happen. God will begin to lay out the plan for you and he's going to show you how it's going to happen. He's not going to give us the entire plan, but he's going to give us the capacity and the ability to move forward and come in agreement with him. Absolutely. And I think that it's also important to note that when you are carrying the power of God or when you're carrying what God has given to you, you also have to check who's around you. Um, because I think the most notable thing that we're talking about, one, one of the most notable things that we're talking about is that when Mary met up with Elizabeth, Elizabeth's baby leaped. Like, like her, her spirit and she caught the Holy Spirit. So you have to check who you're around because when you're carrying the power of God, who you are around, who you're in proximity to, who you're in covenant with, it absolutely matters. Like the people around you, like when they know what you're carrying, when, they're, when they know the vision, when they know what God has given you, they should leap and you should leap too. Like you should not be dreading the people you're around just because of what God has told you to carry. Like it should be an excitement. So I can use Takesha and Tiffany, for example. Y'all already know we sisters in real life. Like we don't got the same mommy and daddy, but we sisters in real life, right? right. And so when we get together, when we talk about vision, when we talk about what God has given us, there's an excitement in the air like the air is charged on our phone calls like literally and they can attest to this it's a whole thing with us um and so what we have to understand is we have to be careful about who we surround ourselves with because it can either make your baby leap or it can kill your baby one of the that's powerful we not having no dead babies around here None. And you know what's else so powerful about when Mary and Elizabeth got together? Uh, Elizabeth confirmed what the angel of the Lord said to Mary. She confirmed Absolutely. what Gabriel said. Absolutely. She, and, and, and one version, um, she said to her, God has blessed you more than any other woman. And he has blessed the baby to which you will give birth. She confirmed what the angel said. Now think about it. Elizabeth didn't know this, right? It could have only been because she got filled with the Holy Spirit when Mary walked into the room, right? So she right. didn't know this. Who would think that Mary was pregnant? Nobody. That wouldn't even be a thought in anybody's mind. But the fact that Elizabeth was able to come into agreement because she was filled with the Holy Spirit, I guess we can stop right there. We need the Holy Spirit in order to come into agreement with God. Yeah, absolutely. We need absolutely. the Holy, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit in order to carry the power of God, to have the capacity because on our own, we can't do it. Like when you think about what Mary um, had to carry when she carried the power of God, she had to carry the power into a door, right? Everything that she would experience, the looks, right? This is even before Jesus, it, Jesus's birth, birth, the looks, the, the possibility of Joseph, you know, putting her away quietly, the, the, ooh, ridicule, the, the ridicule, ridicule, right? You know that there was talk in the town, you know, you know how people get, mm -hmm, they thought their daughter was too good, mm -hmm, right? You get these talks and this ridicule, but when, when she got the word of the Lord and came into agreement with it, she was then endowed with the power to endure. 
she was endowed with endowed with the power to love and the power to forgive and the power of obedience, right? And the power of God's grace. When she when she was endowed with the spirit of God to carry the power of God, God gave her so much more. He gave her power to stand when when she probably didn't have the human ability to do so under those circumstances. Absolutely. And I think that's um, something to note is that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we don't naturally have the strength to do. Um, because, you know, our some of our callings are very great. And on our own, it would crush us. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real on tonight. On, on our own, whatever God has called you to do, you cannot do it on your own. It is absolutely virtually impossible for you to do it on your own. That's why the Holy Spirit empowers you to do it. That's why you can do it and other people can't. Let's just talk about it, right? That's why you can, it seems like you can go through stuff and come out on top, but, but it would crumble and crush other people. That's because it's the Holy Spirit that empowers you you to go through it's the holy spirit that empowers you to be strong when all you want to do is feel weak and ball uh ball up and cry that's the holy spirit and so you can't do this thing you cannot carry the power of god without the holy spirit it is absolutely impossible that thing will crush you that, that thing will kill you if you try to do it so if you're trying to do something without the holy spirit girl stop 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 that's why the holy spirit was sent as our helper Exactly. And we need him because when we when we are born again, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we we are now engrafted into the family of God. We we are now sealed, you know, with the Holy Ghost. And so we have to know that in order to walk this life out under the, the power and the glory of God, we need the strength of God. We need the assistance of Holy Spirit. We need Jesus on the right hand interceding for us, right? We need these things. But unfortunately, sometimes in this life, because of like I talked about in the beginning of our life experiences, we try to continue after saying yes to God, leading our lives as if we're our own God with a little G. We continue to try to lead our lives in the way that it was pre-Christ when God is saying, no, behold, all things are new right? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new, but we're still trying to hold on to the old simply because we haven't been taught the ways of God yet. And so I think that having connection, like you said, Jerry, about who's around you, right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? So as you are endowed with the power of God and you are trying to walk out this life and trying to walk the path that will be pleasing to God, we have to know who's around us because either the people around us, like you said, Jerry, they're either going to empower you or kill you. There are two things that are gonna happen. One of two things that's gonna happen. And so when we think about who we want around us, it has to be people that are going to fuel the flames, right? Not put out the flames. It can't be people around us who are going to give us permission to compromise, right? Because people could have said to Mary, oh, you and Joseph ain't married, but I mean, you pregnant now, get it popping. I mean, that's how we talk today, but you know what I'm saying? Like it could have been, uh, you know, so many people around them that coached them 
into a way that was not pleasing to God. So when we know that we are carrying the power of God, and let me help you out, sis, if you are a born again believer and you have given your life and you have said that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, know that you are endowed with the power of God. The Holy Spirit rests on you and in you. And yes, you're going to see uh, the Holy Spirit get stronger and strong. Like the Holy Spirit is always already strong, but you're going to see your your obedience to the Holy Spirit and you grow more and more as you yield to God. But we have to be careful about who's around us. They're either going to come and try to zap that power right out of you and drain you completely, or they're going to be fanning the flame in you so that you can be on fire for God for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tiff, you want to interject right there? No, I, I mean, I totally agree. You want to make sure you have the right people around you because, I mean, we, I hear people say, well, you know, of course we always hear the scripture, iron shop is iron, but you want to make sure that you have the right people around you. I totally agree with Takesha because I don't want anybody around me that's not going to push me, challenge me, stretch me. Um, I, I, I don't want anyone around me that is going to be in secretly competing with me or try to secretly sabotage me or that person that'll throw the rock hot their hand. So I agree with what she's saying. Like, you know, if you want to, and I feel like that also kind of fuels the, the fire within you when you are connected to people that are, you know, on fire as well and that are filled with Holy Spirit and that are on fire with God and, uh, you know, walking in their anointing and their calling. It's just like, it's like a wildfire. Cause you know, like if you think about fire, if something else gets close to it, it's just going to catch fire and then that'll catch fire. And then the fire is just going to spread. Um, normally when firefighters go out, they're trying to contain the fire if it seems to be out of control. And that should be how you, you know, it should be when you're in a relationship with someone that power that's within you of God should be that that fire that's within you. You should be connected with people that it, it just spreads. You know, not to say that, you know, you get together and y'all are just so, uh, so holy and just all spiritual. But at the same time, if it's a fire when it comes to a business idea, because honestly, like when I get around you guys, I have, it stirs something within me because I have two women that like just earlier when I said I'm an upcoming entrepreneur, they like y'all like child please. You got a whole business out here in these streets. What are you talking about? You because that was a bogus statement. <laughs> it was absolutely bogus. I just want you to know that. Just absolutely bogus. Stop playing. Yeah. So that right there, you know, and and that makes me think about like, okay, this is what sisterhood looks like. This is what sisterhood feels like when you have friends that are like, you know what? No, you you trying to play yourself. You playing yourself, bro. Stop playing yourself. Come on, come on, come on up out of that. You know where you are. You know what you're doing within your life and your business. You know what type of woman you are. So, like, let's let's stop playing. And that's the type of people that you want in your life. You want that type of fire to be around you. You want somebody that's truly caring the power of God to be to the point to where you don't even have to be in their presence and they just sense that something's not right. And Holy Spirit, and, and allow Holy Spirit to lead them and guide them in prayer or even leading them and guiding them to come directly to you. 
so they can see what's going on because they've gotten that sense and that notion that something is right, that something wasn't right. So it it it's important to make sure that you have those Elizabeths in your life, you know, to um, that you have those roots in your life that will be those people that say, you know, where you go, I go. Your people gonna be my people. You know, what you doing is, that's why I'm going because I know that the fact that you're going to good place, you're a good soil. You are not going to just be out here just doing whatever. You truly are a child of God. You're not walking around here with the form of godliness and denying the power thereof. You actually are walking in the power of God. And so that's how our relationship should be. That's how our sisterhood should be. That's something we should be looking at when we're, you know, thinking about being friends with someone, especially when it comes to the core of us. You know, you're going to have some relationships with other women that are going to be surface and that not not going to be so deep. But those people that are at your core, at your center, those people should be so on fire that just y'all conversations is just like, whoa, because that's how our conversations are. And I was thankful that I was, I was, you know, added as a co-host to this um, panel because these are literally our conversations. It's our, and it's, it's crazy because it's our conversations individually. Like I could be talking to Zakisha, our conversation is like this, or I could be talking to Jared and our conversation is like this. So I don't think it's not strange in our conversations together are like this and now here we are in the clubhouse room on a podcast allowing you guys to come into our space and place to hear the conversations that we have because this is like so normal this is day to day whether it's a chat this, this is a tuesday morning for us yes. literally this is our lives and so you know what she said was very 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 important you, you need to make sure that you have the right people in your life. Pray for your Elizabeth. Pray for your Ruth. Pray for those women that are going to stand with you in power and go forth and do what God has, you know, called you to do. Because both of them have very prominent children growing in their womb. Both of them. Both of them had children that were not accepted by all. Was nobody looking for um John in the wilderness uh-uh. with that camel hair on eating them locusts and honey? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Uh, Elizabeth, I know you was a little old, baby. What's going on with your child? He out there yep. in the wilderness, in the woods. But yep. he was out there baptizing people. He was out there telling them, "You, you get, you got to get right." Because somebody's coming greater than I. Jesus. He was the one. He was the hype man. He was the one to introduce Jesus to the world. Hallelujah. And he was also the one. He he was doing the father's business. Not right. caring about what other people said. Nope. And yeah, I think no. we need to make note of that. Because we sometimes... Do. Sometimes when you're called, it don't feel good because you feel out of place, right? Because number one, you're so let's just be honest. You're supposed to feel out of place. You're not supposed to feel like everything is comfortable when God has called you to do something. Let's just put that out there. Number one. Number two, it is what it is. 
okay? It is what it is. And so I think we just need to make note that when you're called, when you're carrying the power of God, when you are literally carrying something that God has planted on the inside of you, you're not going to always feel comfortable. You're not going to always be accepted, but you still need to be doing the father's business in the way that he told you to do it. Absolutely. And when we think about when we think about the call, it just kind of made me a bit emotional as you were you were talking, uh, Tiffany, when you were talking about uh, Mary and Elizabeth, both had prominent sons, uh, just as a mom of sons, right? When you have your sons, when you think about their lives and when you carry them and they're growing up, you think about, you know, them, you know, playing little league and you think about them growing up and getting married and, you know, having grandbabies, you, you have this idea of what you carried would look like, right? You have this idea of what you carried and how that's going to turn out. But when you realize that what you're carrying is for God, you don't get to orchestrate the plan. When you, when you realize that you are carrying the power of God, like Mary did, like Elizabeth did, you really have to yield that power back to God. Though God has called us to carry his power in the earth, right? to be his hands and feet in the earth so that all would hear um, of his son Jesus and come to know him as their Lord and savior. We have to yield that power to God because he gave us the power to walk it out on earth, but it was for us to yield back to him because his plan could be very different from ours, right? You can have the power of God to be a prolific speaker and you may feel that you wanna take this show on the road, right? You want to take this show on the road because I'm a great orator. I, I speak extremely well. I think I should be selling out conferences and you can't get five people to show up if you host a Facebook Live. You know what I'm saying? And you think that this is the path and God says, but that is not what I called my power to do through you. That is not where I called my power. I called my power in you to go minister to a women in prisons. I called your power, the power I put in you to go minister to women in, you know, uh, rehab facilities or whatever the case may be. And so when we think about carrying the power of God, we have to be willing to say, God, you gave it to me and I turn it back over to you. Nevertheless, right? Like Jesus says, not my will, but your will be done. That we take that same power and give it right back to God, you know, because we don't know what the plan of God's outcome of that power is. Though the prophecy was beautiful when they both got the prophecies of that son, their sons, right? Who would have thought the utter torment and turmoil that they would have to face? Who would have thought that with the prophecy that was given? Who would have thought that, right? And so when we think about carrying the power of God, we have to be willing to relinquish that power so that the will of God can be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Woo child, that was deep. But that was good though, because it's absolutely true. We, we got to understand that when we when we carry the power of God and when we accept what God says about us, our life is no longer our own. It was really never our own in the first place, but the Lord loves us so much that he let us think it was our own. But when we give God a yes, like a for real, for real yes, our life really is not our own. It belongs to him and whatever he wants to do. And we have to understand that even if what God wants to do through us doesn't look good or feel good, it's still for our good and his 
glory. We have to understand that regardless of how it feels, regardless of, you know, whatever our plight may be in this life, it is still for God's glory. And he's going to get all the glory out of it if we do it correctly. That's the disclaimer. We have to do it correctly, not perfectly, but correctly, because there's a difference. We're and correctly do is doing it with Holy Spirit. Exactly. It's correctly is doing it surrendered to God. Correctly is doing it um, through prayer, right? Like, I'm sure that Mary and, and Elizabeth both had to pray all the time. You know what I mean? Like, they, they probably had, you know, a ministry or a gifting of prayer because they had to stay connected to God in order to carry this out. After the babies were born, right? After the babies grew up and now they're doing what the good Lord has sent them into the earth to do, they had to continue, continue, continue to pray. So we definitely have to pray and ask God for a heart of prayer. Like, Lord, give me, give me a, a hunger and thirst for you that all I want to do is be in your presence. All I want to do is pray. Even when I'm at work, I'm talking to you. Even when I'm cooking dinner, I'm talking to you because I want to be so connected to you that I know the next step. I know that I'm carrying your power so that if somebody did come along to try to, you know, drain that power, I would see them from a mile away and I would be able to move, you know, away from them and get, get them away from me. But yeah, this conversation has me a bit emotional tonight. Okay. I thought I was the only one. I'm glad I'm yeah. not alone because I'm just sitting here like, Whoa. Yeah. Like this is deep, but it I really love is. this conversation. Because it puts so much into perspective. It does. I think that. Yield. Yeah. Yield. Oh. Yield. Oh. Hallelujah. Yield. I, I pray now. Uh, sorry. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Just go ahead. It's, it's par for the course. And for those of y'all that don't know, Takesha will bust out in a prayer at any given moment in the middle of the sentence. So here you go. Welcome to the family, y'all. Welcome to the family. Y'all are family seal. now. It is just Cecile, what you have said. So go ahead and finish prayer on up. Go ahead. Just, just go ahead. You got it. I just pray. I pray. I pray. I pray in the name of Jesus that as daughters of God, that we would yield, that we would yield and let God be God. I know for so long that you have felt as though you were the one with the power, that you felt that you were the one who were taking care of you, that you felt that you was the one who had to protect you, that you felt that you was the one who had to make a way out of no way. But daughter of the most high God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would just yield that you would yield today and say father help me though I thought I had it all together when I accepted you as my Lord and Savior I chose you as my Lord and Savior not because I wanted to but because you called me and I responded and so here I am God yielding and I repent now in the name of Jesus forever thinking that I could do this on my own forever thinking that I can take your power and run with it in the yes, direction Lord. that I wanted to God we ask for forgiveness today Forgive we ask Lord. God as we turn away from our wicked ways and we turn our faces back to you, giving you back your power that you would forgive us and that you would restore us, that you would give us a childlike spirit like Mary yes, that Father. says, God, whatever you said about me is what I believe. God, I pray now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ in that your daughters around this world will come into agreement with who you said and what you said, that we come into agreement that if you said it, we believe it, that yes, there will Father. be no shadow of doubt. There will 
will be no shadow of turning. There will be no vacillating back and forth. There will be no lukewarmness in us, God. We, we will say, let it be as you have said. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus name for of a Jesus. healing of your daughter's frontal lobes that were damaged because of trauma, that yes, was Father. damaged because of abandonment, that was damaged for any other reason. God, we pray now for healing. We ask you, God, even now for new minds, yes, that Lord. you would give us new minds to think in new ways, that you would give us new hearts to love you in a new way, that you would even refresh our souls on this day, God, so that we oh, don't spend Lord, another Jesus. minute, God. We won't spend another minute. We won't spend another Hallelujah, minute, God, Jesus. wondering you, wondering what you said. And if it was true, we will not be like Zacharias and say, how do I know this is true? But God, when you say, when you send your angel to us and say, God heard your prayer, we will say, let it be unto us Hallelujah. as you have said. So yes, God, today Lord. we thank you for new faith arising. We thank you, God, for revival starting in us, God. We thank you that your love is sparking revival in us now, God, and that we will yield, we will yield, we will yield, God, and we will yield, and we will yield, and we will yield again, and we will yield, and we will yield, and we will yield again, and we would yield, and we would yield, and we would yield again, and we will put up our hands, God, because we know that you are fighting for us. We will put up our hands, God, because we know that you are raising up a standard against the enemy for us. We will put up our hands, God, because we know that you are perfecting everything about us, God, and we would worship you all of our days, God. So today we yield, Father. We yield. We yield in your presence, holy God. We yield in your presence because there is no one like you. We yield in your presence, God, because we know that you are taking care of us. We will yield in your presence because your word even says, God, that the plans that you have for us are good. And the plan that you had for Mary and Elizabeth and Jesus and John, it was good, God. It didn't always feel good, God. It was hard, God. As a mom, I know how hard that would have been for me to see my sons like that, God. But it was good because here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are saved by grace because of the sacrifice on the cross. Here we are because John made a loud noise in the wilderness. Here we are, God. So nevertheless, God, let your will be done. God, let your will be done. We yield, God. We yield to your will, God. We know, God, we know that it will be for our good and for generations to come. They would exclaim your name. They would exalt your name. They would yell it. Our generations won't be afraid to be bold and courageous for you, God, because of this moment of yielding, God. We thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you for revival today. We thank you for revival today, God. We exalt you and we love you and we honor you and we extol God. Hallelujah. We just say hallelujah. Thank you today, God. Thank you. Today, God, thank you today for restoration. Yes, Lord. Thank you today for restoration that will have a ripple effect for generations to come. We send it 100 generations ahead, God, that they will exalt your name. name They will exalt your name from generation to generation to generation to generation simply because you gave us the heart to yield. So we we just say thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you and we honor you and we love you in the matchless (laughs) and mighty name of our Savior of our power of our strength Jesus Christ Lord we love you we love you Lord we love you Lord we love you
We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Who Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So, yeah, carrying the power of God. Um, just ask God to help you to carry it. Um, because without him, you'll fail every single time. Without Holy Spirit, you will get it wrong every single time. Without God's wisdom and God's direction, there is no getting it right. So you absolutely have to partner with the Holy Spirit in order to carry his power well. It's not something that you can do on your own. It's not something that you can kind of coast through. It's not something that you can guess through. It is only something that can be done while partnering with the Holy Spirit. So if you've been feeling like, you know, you, you, you know what your purpose is, you know what you what God has called you to do. But if you feel like it's heavy to the point where it's crushing you. Then consider this. Maybe just maybe you've tried to carry it on your own. And it's time to to give it back to the father because it was never yours in the first place. Your calling is not yours. Your, your anointing is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And he's the one that knows how to handle it. He is the one that knows how to, to, to distribute it to you so that you don't get crushed by it, so that you don't get burned out. So just, just ask God to help you. Ask God to lead you and direct you on how it's supposed to go. Ask him to show you how you're supposed to deal with it. And I promise you, God will answer. Everybody, all three of us can attest to that God will answer. And I'm talking about just in the last 14 days. I'm not even talking about last year. I'm talking about in the last 14 days. God will answer. He will answer. God will answer. Tikisha, do you have any closing remarks before we go? Child, I just want, I'm just, the closing remarks that I have is for the women who will be listening to this podcast at any time. And if you are struggling with where you belong in God or struggling to yield to the power of God and yield to the call that God has on your life, because you're afraid that you may lose something, you're afraid, you know, of what's going to happen. I want you to study and I want you to work the word of God coming out of uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11. And I know that oftentimes, you know, this is a scripture uh, that is very popular, right? It's quoted a lot, but I don't want you to just quote the scripture. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to read it. I want you to read it in different versions. And I want you to, to define some things. I want you to underline some things. I want you to read it along with the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord to 
pull out exactly what he means in the scripture. Because if you read it, it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. This is saying that God knows how he thinks about you and the way you think about you may be corrupted. So the way you think that God thinks about you may be corrupted. You may be thinking that God is mad at you, that he would never, you know, allow his power to be carried by you. But God says he alone knows his thoughts towards you. Your thinking may be corrupted. So ask the Lord, right? This is what I mean by by work and meditate. Ask the Lord, what do you think about me? Just, just start right there, Lord. What is it that you think about me? And God is going to begin to tell you what he thinks about you. And he's going to back it up with his word. And he's going to show you in his word what he thinks about you. And he's going to give you rhema words or right now words. In that moment, he's going to tell you what he thinks about you. And as you go forward, he says that he has thoughts of peace. When he thinks about you, he has thoughts of peace and not evil. So this is the way you can fight against the enemy because anytime you think about God and you think that he's mad at you or he's angry at you or he's frustrated at you or he doesn't love you, that's a thought of evil, which means it's not from God because his word says, my thoughts are of peace towards you, not of evil. And his thoughts are to give you a future and a hope. So if you ever think that, oh, if I give my life to God fully, if I really surrender, everything is going to fall apart and I'm going to lose everything. But God says, no, I'm giving you a future and hope. That means that God has already looked ahead and your future starts the moment that you surrender. So God has already looked ahead at your future and he said, it's good. There's hope there. He's there. And so my closing remarks would be to study and to meditate on Jeremiah 29 and 11. That's, that's what I would leave our audience with tonight. Amen. Amen. Tiff, you got any closing remarks? Yes. Know that carrying the, uh, the power of God and learning to carry the power of God, learning to walk in who God called you to be. Um, once you do the studying pertaining to Jeremiah 29, 11, it, it's not a one and all, like one, you know, one and done. It's a continuation of, you know, understanding who God called you to be, coming into agreement with that. It's not going to be something that you're just going to be like, you know, well, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is who I am. Not for, not for all. Because some of us, and I say not for all, because me, I had to, it it's, it's taking me some time and I'm still working on understanding and learning and accepting and coming into agreement with who God has called me to be. So that's going to be a process. So don't, don't beat yourself up when you kind of, your mind resorts back to who you thought you were or who somebody said you were that was not in alignment with who God has told you that you are. Give yourself grace and bring yourself back. In these last few days in my um, journal, my devotion that I read called Jesus Calling, um, these devotions these days is basically just helping me to train my mind that in every moment of the day, I have to bring myself back to the presence of God. 
I have to bring myself back to the secret place. I have to bring myself back in agreement with what God is saying in my life and saying over different situations and circumstances and even my family. I have to keep bringing myself back to him and connecting myself back to him putting my eyes back on him. And that's something that I'm doing daily. I'm doing it all day throughout the day. I Even to the point of staying in communication with God and me just having a conversation with God just all throughout the day to bring me back. Some of you guys, some of you ladies may have to do that. You may have to continue to bring yourself back because that is just, and it's not say, oh, well, I don't have faith in God and oh, I don't believe in God. And 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 I'm just, you know, I'm, my mind is just wandering all over the place. No, you're human. That's just training your mind. That's training your heart to say, okay, no, instead of me letting my imagination and my thoughts run wild, you're learning to say, nope, that thought is not of God. I know it's not of God. It's not bringing me peace. It's not bringing me joy. I need to take that back to my father. Okay, I'm getting a little off track. I need to take that back. That's training you. That's part of the transformation of the renewing of your mind. It's because you are saying, you know, you are recognizing an issue. You're recognizing a feeling. You're recognizing a thought. And you're saying, no, I need to bring this back to my daddy. I need to bring this back to God. And I need to place this at your feet. Or I need to refocus my eyes upon you because my focus has been on my situations and my problems and and how I feel inadequate or my lack or or what I feel like I don't have enough education or enough information or resources to be able to do with carrying this power that God has placed inside of me, you know, carrying this fire carrying this anointing, carrying this mantle that has been placed on my life. I don't know if I, I, I'm, I'm just all over the place. But when your mind, when, when the Holy Spirit tells you that, okay, bring it back to God, bring it back. When you hear God say, just come back to me, just do it. And don't think that, oh, I, I done messed up and oh, I don't feel. No, you come back to him. Just keep coming back to him and keep coming back to him and keep coming back to him because you're going to have to keep doing that. You're going to have to because life and life is going to life. Situations is going to be situations. The enemy is going to try to distract you. But the fact that you know that, you know what? I need to put my eyes back on the king. I need to put my eyes back on my God. I need to put my eyes back on my daddy. However, he is showing up in your life in that situation or that circumstance. That's maturity right there. Because there were times where you didn't put your eyes on him and you start frantiquing, panicking, getting anxiety, worrying, stressing out, acting out of aggression or anger. And you wasn't, you was putting, you was allowing the situation and the enemy in your flesh, everything else to speak to you. And you was focusing on that. So the fact of the matter that you, you are listening to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is God to you and saying, just take your eyes back. You came out of the secret place. Go back to the secret place, come back into his presence and you follow those instructions. That is growth. That is spiritual maturity. Because what you're saying is that, okay, yes, problem. I see you. 
Yes, insecurity, you're rising up. Yes, I, I'm still trying to come into agreement with who God is saying I am. I'm feeling the feeling, but I'm choosing the behavior to say, I'm coming back to you, daddy. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back in your presence. I'm staying in the secret place. My eyes are being fixed on you. I got my eyes off of you for a little bit, but my eyes are back fixed on you. And I want you to know that that is growth. So if that's where you are or that's where you're getting to be, because that's what's going on inside of me. That's what's taking place within Tiffany's world. So if that's what's happening with you, that's growth. And our daddy is proud of you for that. Because you have to think about it. You have been in this world for so many years with so much stuff on you. And your father is trying to clean you up so you can look like his child. So you can look like who he created you to be, who he formed you to be before you was entered into your mother's womb. He's trying to get you to know the Jeremiah one and five you. And that's going to take some time. That's why he said he's going to he's going to continue the work inside of you. He's going to continue to do the work until the day Jesus Christ comes back. He's it's a continuing work in progress. The only way that that progress cannot continue to move forward unless you stop the growth. And stopping the growth is not giving yourself grace. Stopping the growth is continuing to focus in on, well, I didn't do this right. I didn't do that. I failed. And I, that's where the growth stopped. Or he said, I'm this, but I, I, I'm not, I'm worthy of that. That's where the growth stops. Don't do that. His grace is sufficient for you. His, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. These are proof. These are um, your, your kind of like your buffers. He set these things in place for you because he know that you're going to need his grace. He, you know, he know you're going to need his mercy. He know you're going to need that perfect strength in those weak places. He's a gap filler. So he, it's okay. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate your growth. Study, like my sister said, Jeremiah 29, 11, To know that your father does not want to harm you or bring disaster in your life or make you look crazy or make your life, you know, make you look foolish. That is not his goal for you. His goal is to give you an expected end. So that power that you have inside of you, he wants you to operate fully in that power. He wants you to stand in dominion and authority. He wants you to subdue. He wants you to be his child and represent him well on this earth. And he will not leave you. One of the scriptures and, and, um, he said that I am, he said, I will go before you and I will also walk with you and hold your right hand. I will, he said, I will never let go of your right hand. I'm going to walk with you until this, until you, you walking on the streets of gold. I'm going to keep walking with you. So know that the power is not too great. He gave it to you for a reason because you are that great. 
And so we're going to continue to walk in the power of God with our head held high, our um, shoulders squared, our chest out because we are we come we're not prideful. We have confidence in who God has called us to be, and know that He will train you up to be who He created you to be. You don't have to figure this out on your own. He's there with you. Remember what I said. He went before you. And he's holding your right hand and he will never let it go. Amen. 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 Well, y'all, that's all we got for tonight. Um, thank you for rocking with Dear Christian Black Girl. We love y'all so much. Um, we see that y'all are listening to the podcast even after we, you know, post it to the individual uh, uh, platform. So we absolutely love y'all. Make sure y'all catch us next Thursday live here on Clubhouse at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode. If you can't make it here at 8 p.m. on next Thursday, uh, don't forget that you will be able to listen to the replay every Friday at 12 noon uh, the the episode from the previous night will be posted so we love y'all so much we pray that you all got something great out of this podcast episode on tonight and until next time we'll see y'all later bye bye bye